This message is brought to you by the Metamorphosis Christian Center, Abuja. Ministering is the servant of God, a pastor in the house, Pastor Rotimi Uluagbohun. Remain blessed as you listen. That we are equipped, that we are built up to be vessels and channels for you here on earth. As we live our lives to worship you. As we live our lives to please you. As we live our lives even to honor you. Everywhere we are. Anywhere we are. At any time. At every time. Let your grace flow in this place. Teach us by yourself. Open our eyes to the mysteries of your word. Grant us understanding. Let wisdom be given to us. That our hearts might understand and live in line with your will and your purpose for our lives. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' glorious name, we have prayed. Amen. Amen. Thank you, kings and priests. God bless you. You know, amen. The 39th verse of that chapter of John explains some things about what Jesus was talking about there. Can we use or go to the amplifier? Let's let's get let's get some clarity. So he said, but he was speaking here of the spirit whom those who believed, trusted, had faith in him, were afterward to receive. In other words, he was speaking of the Holy Spirit whom those who believed in Jesus, that is in him, we are going to have after he leaves. Praise the Lord. For the Holy Spirit had not yet been given because Jesus had not yet glorified, was not yet glorified rather, or raised to honor. This morning, we are looking at, by the help of the Holy Spirit, a topic, a heart of worship. A heart of worship. Amen. And um, typically when you hear worship, it's almost um, a time. Or rather, it has been relegated to a time in history or a time in a set of activities where we so it's worship time. And then everybody switches into the mood or attitude Okay, bro, Kephas is not here. The attitude of uh, worship. Praise the Lord. You will always hear attitude, eh, bro, Kephas. It's, um, it's a signature for you, so we love it. So we want to move into the attitude of worship as if it is, yes, it's an attitude anyway, right? But as if it is a time frame in our lives where, okay, this is the time for worship. Every other time is not for worship. Praise the Lord. And within the church service or church meetings, we are relegated to that time and set it apart for singing songs to the Lord. Of course, we worship song, uh, sorry, we worship the Lord with songs, right? Yes. Amen? Yes. Simon says, sing a new song to the Lord, right? Oh, my soul, sing. Sing. There is no place that singing or songs 
have been mentioned more than the book of Psalms. Why? Because it's the book of, even Song of Songs is not the place they mention Song of Songs as a title of the book. It's not as much as the book of Psalms. And then we go on and on with that mentality and mindset. Whereas, God wants us to have an understanding beyond a time frame that we have set for him to have an interaction with him. Mind you, worship is a time, I say time, right? And I say intentionally, it's a time of encounter. Praise the Lord. It's a time of what? Encounter. When you think of encounters, what is the first encounter that you can easily remember that comes to mind in the Bible, especially in the Old Testament? Of course, you don't have the mic. It's not a school now. But then, let me just help us. The encounter of Moses with the burning bush. That's an encounter. What happened there? Worship. What did God tell Moses? Or what, I mean, said, remove your shoes. For where you are standing is a holy ground. Were there musical instruments? Was there song being sung? Did the angels come like when Jesus was born? And declare, Hosanna in the highest. No. But then, there was an atmosphere of worship there. He was going about his daily life, right? And he encountered the Lord. Let me not run ahead of myself. Let's open to the book of John chapter 4. John chapter 4. We'll be reading quickly from the first verse to verse 14. John chapter 4. This was the encounter Jesus had with a woman at the well. And there was no better description of what the Father wanted than what Jesus described here for us. Praise the Lord. The Bible says, Jesus knew the Pharisees had heard that he was baptized, or baptizing rather, and making more disciples than John. Though Jesus himself didn't baptize them, his disciples did. So he left Judea and returned to Galilee. He had to go through Samaria on the way. Eventually, he came to the Samaritan village of Sikhan, named near the field that Jacob gave to his son, Joseph. Jacob's well was there, and Jesus, tired from the long walk, sat wearily beside the well about noontime. So it was really hot, right? Of course, the noontime is when the sun is hottest. Yes or yes? Good. Soon, a Samaritan woman came to draw water, and Jesus said to her, Please give me a drink. He was alone at the time because his disciples had gone into the village to buy some food. Jesus was thirsty. The woman was surprised, for Jesus refused... Okay, no. The woman was surprised, for Jews refused to have anything to do with Samaritans. There's a notion... There is an understanding. Praise the Lord. 
Let me just point something out in this particular verse. As it was captured and written. There are notions that we hold. That Jesus is always intending to break. There are mindsets. There are opinions that we have built up over the years. Over our, in quotes, Christian work. Amen? Amen? I'm not talking about before you became a child of God or before you gave your life to Christ or before you became a Christian. When you became a Christian, you started attending meetings and based on your exposure, there are notions about activities or things that you have built up. Of course, based on things that men have uh, built or developed outside of the word of God. And every encounter that we have with Christ Every encounter we have with the Spirit of God, the primary thing he wants to do is to change that mindset. He wants to break that opinion. He wants to imprint the mind of God in us. Praise the Lord. He wants to bring us to a place where we see the heart of the Father and drop the opinions and the mindsets and the uh, patterns that we have learned over time. So just to note that each time and any time you feel or believe that there is an encounter going on, it brings a sense of, I need to be more open. Amen? I need to be what? More open. Why? Because there are things, there are things that are in me that the Lord wants to remove and replace with what is in the heart of the Father. Praise the Lord. So here it was mentioned, the woman was surprised for Jews refused to have what? Anything to do with Samaritans. There is a notion. There is a mindset. There is a culture that has been built. She said to Jesus, you are a Jew and I am a Samaritan woman. What is the relationship? You shouldn't even be talking to me, let alone asking me for a drink. So why are you asking me for a drink? Verse uh, 10. Jesus replied, if only, if you only knew the gift God asked for you. Praise the Lord. I'll be jumping ahead of myself again, but then worship or encounters are times of revelation. Praise the Lord. That statement there, if only, if you only knew what happens during a time of revelation, knowledge is passed, eyes are opened. Praise the Lord. Think the kings and priests sang a song, Open the eyes of my heart. And that's the truth. That is what we are asking the Holy Spirit to do here. That is what we are asking the Holy Spirit to do every moment of our lives. Why? Because the Lord wants us to be, be like him. And we cannot be like him outside of revelation of who he is. And who amongst all can give us that revelation other than the Holy Spirit that he has given to us for that purpose. So here, more or less, we are fulfilling the word of God in the book of John. I think it's in verse 14. Sorry, chapter 14. Where he was saying... The Holy Spirit, Jesus was introducing the Holy Spirit, said, He will remind you of the things I have said. 
So we are being reminded, praise the Lord. I know this is not the first um, interaction you have had or conversation you have had on the topic of worship. And this wouldn't, wouldn't be the last. We will constantly be reminded. Why? We need to constantly be aligned. Amen? Turn to your neighbor, say, be aligned. Be aligned. Turn to your neighbor, another person, say, be aligned. be aligned. Turn to another person, be aligned. be aligned. Why do we need to be aligned? Why? Because we need to see accurately. So, another thing is this. Worship is a time of seeing accurately. Because when you have a revelation, it is one thing to have a revelation. It's another thing to understand what you are seeing. Praise the Lord. Let's be together, please. If it's one thing to have a revelation, it's another thing to understand the revelation. Praise the Lord. Let's go on. If you only knew the gift God asked for you, Jesus was telling her, see, invariably, there is a gift for you. But if you only knew who you are speaking to, you would ask me, and I will give you what? Living water. Praise the Lord. Living what? Water. Of course, because of the way Jesus spoke, the woman was like, this, this man has authority. He's speaking with confidence. He wants to give me living water. He wants to help my situation. Why? What was her situation? She came 12 noon, for goodness sake, to come and fetch water. Who does that? Usually, people will come and fetch water morning, early morning, and late in the evening, or towards the sun uh, going down, setting. And the purpose is, ah, I don't want to be beaten by the sun's heat. Of course, you are carrying water, the sun is beating you, double wahala. Praise the Lord. So, she didn't want people to see her. She didn't want any interaction with anybody. She knew nobody would be at the well by that time. Why? Because of the life that she has lived. Interestingly, that brings us up to another point. Worship is not a time or a place or an atmosphere where only, in quotes, self-righteous people are present. It's a time where the Lord wants to interact with us as we are. Praise the Lord. In our deficiencies, in our inadequacies, with the challenges and the troubles that we have, this woman had a lot of trouble. But Jesus was teaching this understanding of worship to a woman, in quotes, that doesn't qualify. If you look at it, and if you ask me, you should be teaching it to the religious teachers, right? So that their understanding of worship can be more sharper and then they can teach. Because they are called rabbis, right? But he passed this message on to somebody who doesn't even fall into the category of the people that should have this understanding. One, she's a Samaritan woman. So she doesn't even qualify. Number two, 
She's someone that had issues. And we say issues. She had what? Issues. So, if anybody has issues, and you think, or you believe that, ah, my own issue is plenty of, this woman had more issues than you. And the Lord Jesus chose her specifically to depict to us that worship is beyond I am self-righteous. I should be the one worshiping God. I qualify to worship God because of what I have done or who I am. No. That I will give you living water. This is just consistent with what Jesus has been teaching them all along in his interactions. At a point, he said, I didn't come for this, uh, those who are well, right? I came for the sick. She qualifies as the sick, right? So anybody who thinks he is well cannot worship God. So have that understanding. If you think you are well, that is you are okay. You can't worship God, though. Yes. <laughs> Praise the Lord. You can't worship God. Why? Because you are well. You feel you are well. You are okay. There's nothing doing you. Right? Praise the Lord. Verse 11. But, sir, you don't have a rope or a bucket, she said. And this well is very, what? Deep. Where would you get this living water? She did not understand. She did not, she, she wasn't seeing the way the Lord Jesus was seeing. Our understanding needed to be aligned. And each time we come into encounters with the Lord, that is what he intends to do. I said that earlier. That the Holy Spirit wants to align our understanding with the thought pattern of the Father. With what is in the heart of the Father. Concerning issues. I mean, there are a lot of things that are going on in church assemblies or gatherings or within the camp of the people of God in quote today that the Lord is not happy with. However, he still shows up. You would think that uh, if he's not happy, he shouldn't come now. Praise the Lord. Right? He shouldn't come. He's not happy with us, with some of the things we do. So he shouldn't be around. You should say this before, mm, just stay where you have me. I would say, I'm holy. But he comes. Why? Because he wants to transform. Praise the Lord. He wants to what? Reveal the Father. So each time the Holy Spirit comes, the revelation of the Father to the people is his agenda. Praise the Lord. Okay, so I have um, almost turned my message notes, or this message note rather, in a zigzag manner. But then the Holy Spirit is doing what He's doing. Are we here? Are we being blessed? And this well is very deep. Where would you get this living water? Good question. 
You see, people that need help, you will know. Praise the Lord. People that do what? Need help, you will know. Why? They would ask questions. Somebody who is in need of help, you will know that he's in need of help when he asks questions. If somebody is in need of help and he doesn't ask questions or ask questions, he's not in need of help. It's either he doesn't need the help or he's proud in his state to even ask for help. So the second one is even worse than the first. Praise the Lord. May we not be in a place where we are in water and we are still thirsty. Like fish inside water. And the fish is still thirsty. Has anybody thought about it? I mean, how do fish drink? They finish eating now. How do they drink? They are in water now, so they should drink water, Abby. But to them, what does drink mean? Does it mean anything? They are inside the water. It's just to open your mouth. Anything you swallow, you have swallowed water. (laughs) That is how we are in God's presence, in the kingdom of God. We don't need to be We don't need to be looking for the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is living inside of us. We will get to that verse. Verse 12, please. And besides, do you think you are greater than our ancestor Jacob? Who gave us this well? Mindset. Oh, this is the protocol. Yes, there are protocols. That the Holy Spirit himself, by the help of the Father, has established to do things. However, there are things that men have built. And then we look at it and say, ah, no, it has to be this before this. How can you offer better water, understanding, than he and his sons and his animals enjoyed? Go on. Jesus replied, anyone who drinks this water. Say it. Anyone who drinks this water will soon become thirsty again. Are we, are we here? Let's take it again. Anyone who drinks this water will soon become thirsty again. In other words, anyone who engages in human wisdom, in human perceptives, or perception rather, and others, and built, uh, buildings rather, or things that humans have built, or knowledge that they have cooked up, they will constantly be needing to be, I mean, effort is what they are working with. Human effort. That is what they are working with. Human effort. But Jesus said, but those who drink the water I will give never, will never be thirsty again. Becomes, it becomes a fresh bubbling spring within them. Another translation used Artesian, Artesian spring to describe what he was talking about. An Artesian spring is a spring that 
comes out of the ground by itself. Normally springs, I mean, they flow, right? And they are very good for drinking, right? They have medicinal values and all of the minerals and all that. So, but you still need to work on the ground or create something to get it out of the ground. But the Artesian spring comes out of the ground by itself as a result of pressure from the earth's crust or inside the rocks under the ground. So, in describing what Jesus was saying here, the words that were used, bubbling, in other words, it's a fountain. Some of the transitions use fountain. It is a continuous flow. Praise the Lord. We just read um, John 7, 38, talking about out of our bellies will flow rivers of living water. In other words, when the Spirit of God is inside of you, what it does when it comes in and you are cooperating with him is to constantly pump out expressions of the Father, pump out giftings of the Father, pump out the blessings of the Father through you to the people around you. Looking at the two passages of scripture, this and that, there is a similarity, right? There is a similarity in the sense of continuous flow of water and that being likened to the Holy Spirit or describing the Holy Spirit, meaning there is a agreement, an established fact and truth that you cannot worship without the Holy Spirit being there or enabling you to. You cannot do what? Worship without the uh, Holy Spirit enabling you to. So worship, like I said earlier, is born out of revelation. It's not just about songs that we sing. Yes, songs, we use, it in, we use them in worship, uh, worshiping God. It's not just about an aspect of the meeting. From the prayers down to the closing benediction, worship is going on. That's why everyone involved, everyone in that space, must be conscious and attentive to the fact that the Lord can still speak to you in that time. Benediction is going on, or they are closing the meeting. The Lord is dropping things into the heart of people. Praise the Lord. As a result of your attention to his presence. Praise the Lord. So worship, like I said, is not just, I mean, we are singing or a section of the meeting, but rather entire meeting. And to enlarge that scope, it is even what happens before the meeting. It starts from what happens before the meeting. Your expectation, your conversation with the Lord, the way you are beginning to interact with him before coming for service, worship has begun. Praise the Lord. Even after the meeting, what goes on thereafter? Worship continues. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So the scope of worship is broader than the service. It expands to what we do before and after the service. So we are talking about everything we do. 
Everything. Your conversations with your wife or your husband before you come to church, you are expected to be worshiping God through that. Praise the Lord. Your conversations with your children or your neighbor or the person that you meet along the way or the boss. Okay, we don't have bosses uh, in the city. We're in Lagos, I would have said bus conductors. Some time ago, we used to have buses. So, with the cab drivers, amen? We are worshiping. So, our life or our lives are worship offerings, constant worship offerings to the Lord. Romans chapter 12, verse 1 and 2 talks about this in a more vivid manner. Can you bring it up, please? Romans chapter 12 in the Amplified. If you have Amplified Classic, the better. Romans 12, 1 and 2. Okay. And so there brought... Okay. Okay. This is the classic. I appeal to you, therefore, brethren, and beg you. Apostle Paul has a way of always begging people. Why? Because he doesn't want people to miss it. The same way we also should not allow people around us to miss things that the Lord is doing. Praise the Lord. That I beg you, in view of all the mercies of God, to make a decisive dedication of your what? Bodies. Presenting all your members and faculties. In other words, your spirit, soul, and bodies. Your Five senses. Is this five or six? Amen? Is it five or six senses? Five senses. Thank you. So your five senses, your faculties, your hearing, your seeing, your perception, your feeling, everything is going to be used in that time of interaction with the Lord. And in this case, we've learned that that time of interaction is not just a section of time, but rather a daily living. As a living sacrifice, only devoted, consecrated, and well-pleasing to God, which is your reasonable, rational, intelligent service. So, your intellect. Somebody will say, ah, so what did God give me brain for? God give you brain, so you can worship him with the brain. I hear that a lot, and I'm like, why do people just think that they can live outside of God? So you say, oh no, my church mind. Leave church mind. Why? Understanding. 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 I mean, it pains me sometimes to see, in quote, worship song leaders going ahead. I mean, for goodness sake, you are the forefront of worship song leading, leading right? And at least, even if, if they talk about worship in church services today, and they still attribute it to the time we are singing alone, you as a worship leader, you should actually, I mean, depict what the worship is all about, right? In your daily living, in your practice, in your rehearsals and everything. And then you see some worship leaders and they say, oh, I'm listening to um, Westlife. Why? Because I want to learn how to sing well. Ah, Error. This is, this is what I saw in school. I mean, vividly. I'm like, 
you are mixing spirits. When there should be a devotion and a consecration. Can you be devoted to two things? Or two persons? Can you be married to two persons? Some people do, right? We still have people who get married to more than one wife or one husband. They call it, for husband, what do they call that term? Bigamy, right? And you wonder, what is going on? What is actually going on? So you see, that happened, and you're saying, oh, I need to learn how to sing, so let me sing. Are there no Christian gospel uh, uh, ministers that have good voices that you, I mean, that even have trainings or teachings on how to sing well that you cannot go to or learn from? You want to learn from Michael Jackson? You want to learn from Westlife? You want to learn from which other one is there? I'm only mentioning the ones I, when we were in school. I don't know how many of them. <laughs> I don't know the ones that are, that are available now. Uh-huh. Backstreet Boys, those were the ones that were, that were raining then. Celine Dion, thank you, brother. You are there. I, okay, let's, let's end it there. Praise the Lord. So the understanding of being devoted and consecrated is not in that person's mindset. Why? Because he's mixing spirits. He doesn't understand what worship is all about. He doesn't understand what offering yourself as a living sacrifice is. For every one of us, whether you're a worship leader or you are, uh, what do you call them? Uh, uh, an instrumentalist or, I mean, instrumentalists. Where are they? Brothers, the Lord is your help. The Lord is your you understand? Because <laughs> what I said concerning, concerning that worship leader, instrumentalist, your own is to another level. You'll be playing, playing some jams. And you think people are not listening to you or hearing you. And think you are enjoying yourself. Whereas you are communicating spirits. May the Lord help us. Bezalel, Aholiab, and the rest of them, they were given the wisdom of, and skill of craft and creativity. Why not ask God, God, I need creativity, I need skill, I need wisdom of craft on this instrument. You'll be surprised. There are sounds that the Lord wants to give to us but because we are not asking, it's not coming. We are not engaging. Praise the Lord. We are comfortable going to others or comfortable going to even those who are, not outside, who are outside of the kingdom of God to get skill for craft. The Lord help us in Jesus' name. Rick Warren said something. He said, to bring enjoyment and pleasure to God is the first purpose of your life. Say it with me. To bring enjoyment and pleasure to God. To bring enjoyment and pleasure to God is the first purpose of your life. 
We will delve into these matters much more by the grace of God next week. However, please, do a time when you are out of here, do a time of meditation on what worship is. Talk to the Lord. Tell the Holy Spirit. I'll speak with the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, please, am I bringing enjoyment and pleasure to you with the way I worship you? Now, I'm not talking about, remember, worship in songs alone. I'm talking about your entire life. Because we are meant to do what? Bring pleasure. We are meant to do what? Bring what? Pleasure to the Lord. We are meant to delight Him. Okay, so he said, in concluding that statement by Rick Warren, he said, this proves your worth and then that you are important to God. End of quote. In all of this, amen, in all of this, one thing, or rather, the first thing that is important is our heart. Because anything we do, anything we do or say flows from there. The book of uh, Proverbs chapter 4 verse 23, what does it say? Guard your heart with all diligence. For out of it flows the issues of life. Let me read in different translations so you can see exactly what Okay, so the HCSB says guard your heart above all else. Above all. In all your guarding. In all your guarding, whether you are guarding your leg or your hand or your body or your head. Which one should be above all? The heart. And I'm not talking about the physical heart. Yes, you can guard that one too now. But then, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about... Okay, so I, 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 I didn't give you... So, in, in the Word of God, right, in the Bible, the interpretations of the Word, or where we have the Word at, describes the will, describes the mind, describes the soul. And in some parts, it describes the spirit. So there is a interchange or interplay of words when you're talking about the art. However, all of them speak towards that place where decisions are made, resolutions are made to do or not to do. Praise the Lord. So whatever we are doing, as we are living, except the person is in a vegetative state. When I say vegetative state, you know what I mean. None of us will be in a vegetative state in Jesus' name. A vegetative state is a state where the mind is not in control of anything going on. The mind is not even working. But the heart is beating. The physical heart is beating. So as we are not in a vegetative state. We qualify for those whose minds, whose hearts in that sense or soul is in control, when I say in control, of what is going on around us. So it is only a heart that is controlled by the Spirit of God or that has 
resolved to be controlled by the Spirit of God that can actually worship. Praise the Lord. So when the passage says, guard your heart above all else. In other words, it is number one priority. For it is the source of life. When you say something is a source, what does it mean? Okay, I give you permission. Let's have somebody say something. When you say something is a source, the root, well, root, I agree, origin, thank you. That is where everything comes out from. Next week, we'll look at this more deeper. We'll look at the art, and then we'll also look at a heart that worships God in depth. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So in closing, I want us to open to the book of Matthew. Matthew chapter 15, verse 18. Matthew 15, 18. Quickly. Can you go to 16, please? Let me just, uh, there's a passage I'm looking for, and then we'll close shortly. Okay, verse 15. Then Peter answered and said to him, I'm reading from the New King James, explain this parable to us. So Jesus said, are you still without what? Understanding. You see, Jesus, like I said earlier, he always wants us to understand what he's saying. So the goal of revelation is to open our eyes to things that are going on and what we need to know and how we need to live. However, we need to understand that revelation in our hearts so that we can, from there, remember, it is the source of life, right? From there, the issues of life, the issues around us are better managed. They are better controlled. They have an influence of the kingdom of heaven over them. Why? Because our heart is subject to the spirit of God. And the spirit of God is subject or receiving from the father's heart and passing that across to us. And then our heart is making resolutions and decisions. And we are coming into alignment with what, I mean, there is no break along the chain. So, when it comes into the heart, you are literally going to be doing what the Father wants. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Jesus went ahead to say, do you not yet understand that whatever enters the mouth goes into the stomach and is eliminated? We know that, what that is called, right? Digestive system. Science students. But those things which proceed out of the mouth come from where? The heart. And they defile a man. For out of the heart proceed what? Evil thoughts, murderers, or mothers rather, adulteries, fornications, thefts, false witness, blasphemies, and so on. These are the things which defile a man. But to eat with and unwashed, or with unwashed hands does not defile a man, although it's not good to eat with unwashed hands, right? But please, 
That is not a spiritual situation. Praise the Lord. So Jesus here was saying, guys, your understanding of guard your heart with all diligence, for out of it flows the issues of life, needs to be properly grasped such that you are nursing or being able to fill your heart with good things becomes a priority for you. Philippians were talking about thoughts. Good thoughts, pure thoughts, noble thoughts. Not just thoughts. Things you engage in, conversations. Things you read. Engagement with, uh, 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 what do you call it? People around you. Things you watch. How do they influence your heart? Because at the end of the day, that is where you see when somebody is speaking. Jesus said, by their fruits, you shall know them, right? What fruit was he talking about? Their words and their deeds. I wrote something here. I said, let me see if I can quickly get that out. And then we close now. This time we are closing now. Amen? <laughs> Praise the Lord. All right. So, there are contents of the art that are revealed by time, hardship, and rest. The fact that you don't have or you lack will reveal the content of your heart. The fact that you have in abundance will reveal the content of your heart. And time envelopes all of it, right? Time is a revealer, they say. So, if you are consistently working on your heart, the likelihood that you will stray away from alignment with the purposes and plans of God for your life is slim. We'll stop there. Let's bow down our heads. Let's talk to the Lord about the things that we have heard. I don't know where it concerns you, but I know the Spirit of God has encountered us this uh, morning. There are things that have been exposed to you. Probably has been talking to you. Say, ah, see this matter. Deal with it. He's bringing this up again. Bringing it up again for you to pay attention to what he's saying. And this doesn't have to do with your maturity level or how long you have known Christ or how long you, are, you have been a Christian or what you are doing in God's house right now. Jesus said in John 15 that even if you are producing fruit, you will be pruned. So there are things that he still wants to work on until he comes by his spirit. Father, we receive help. We receive help from you 
to come into full understanding progressively of what worshipping you is all about. We receive grace that to be indeed living sacrifices holy and acceptable unto you. To submit ourselves to your spirit's work of transformation by your word as you wash us as we subject ourselves under your tap of the word to be washed to be washed every day of our lives Holy Spirit you know what the Father's heart is for us and you have dished out this even this morning grace to live as doers of your word and not just hearers alone, we receive in Jesus' name that our lives will be changed, that our lives will be transformed, that you will see the reward of your sacrifice, Lord Jesus, and we will please you, we will delight you, we will bring pleasure to you. Lord, we will make looking at us from the place of your interaction enjoyable to you because we are doing what you like. We are doing what pleases you in the name of Jesus. We will carry this torch and pass it on to our children as well. We will model living for you, worshipping you, even for them in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. This message is brought to you by the Metamorphosis Christian Center, Abuja. We believe you were blessed as you listened. Join us for a Sunday service at Metamorphosis Christian Center, Stanford Dialysis Building, beside Africa International College, opposite Sun City, Kaura District, Abuja. You can link with us on Facebook and YouTube at Metamorphosis NG. Metamorphosis Christian Center, reaching, raising, releasing.